April 24th, New York City. Join me and hundreds of other communicators at FutureComs 2019. Be a day long of all the great things going on in the world of internal communications. All information is available at futurecoms.info. If you decide to register, want to save a couple bucks, save 20% and put in the code podcast. And you save 20% off registration, put in the code podcast. Hope to see you all in New York City, April 24th, Futurecoms 2019. Cue the music. Culture Comms and Cocktails is internal comm served straight up. So settle in, drink in the knowledge, some shaken, some stirred, maybe even some with a twist, and enjoy the top shelf guests I have lined up for you. I'm your host, Chuck Ghost, strategic advisor at Social Chorus. And on this episode of Culture Comms and Cocktails, we have JC Breeze, internal communications manager at Evergy. JC, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Let's get the party started. Absolutely. It's a treat having you on here. So let's get this party started. Um, Evergy is a new company name, but it's actually made up from a merger of two legacy companies, which we'll talk about, you know, another podcast. But what are some of the words you'd use to describe the culture at Evergy? I would say the biggest thing that I would use to describe the culture at Evergy is people first. Uh, That's a big uh, value for us, a mantra, if you will, but um, we're we're all about what is going to be the best for our employees, our investors, and our customers. Um, Very adaptable group of employees and um, just very unified. What are some things you've seen that uh, you said, you know, people first, that was the first one that came out. What are some things you've seen the company do to live out that value as part of your culture? Yeah, a lot of a lot of decisions are still being made. You know, we merged last June and um, it, it doesn't just end. It's, it's a lot like a marriage. We like to explain it that way. A lot like a marriage of, of two neighboring utilities. And um, sometimes you just don't think of everything before you get married. So um, <laughs> a lot of decisions being made. Yeah, a lot of a lot of systems being combined and. Um, a lot of the decisions are driven by thinking about people first. Um, not not the easiest way, not the fastest way, but what is the best for for our people and for our our neighbors. A lot of the decisions, and and we hear our CEO Terry Bassam say say those words a lot: people first. So. And prior to Evergy being formed, you were with Weststar, which was part of the merger, and the companies merged, and that's that's a whole different type of transaction. But how have the cultures merged? Uh, between the two companies? Yeah, I I would say it is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. Um, uh, like I mentioned, we, we describe it like a marriage. So a lot of a lot of culture things are different, but we have a lot in common too. Um, it's, it's not exactly like starting a new job, but we, we have many new faces that we're learning and we're building a lot of relationships with new people. Um, the cultures have definitely merged in a sense that KCPNL was a very um, urban neighborhood area, a very urban culture, and uh, Westar has a lot of the the smaller town Kansas Kansas folks. So just bringing those two viewpoints together has been really cool and really innovative to see how we do things differently, but still have some very sim- similar similar uh, experiences. So um, very similar culture, but but definitely some things that we can keep working on. I think it's interesting when you talked about this merger being kind of a bit of a marriage, I can see you guys having conversations like is Christmas presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Whose house do we go to for Thanksgiving? 
having those kind of conversations when it comes to a merger. But it's interesting you talk about sort of that urban versus rural type environment. Have there been any challenges related to that merger or have people generally kind of been open to seeing how those two cultures have mixed? I think generally people have been very open. Again, that people first mentality of, well, let's, let's see how you did it. Let's see how we did it. And how can we, we can merge it and make the best? How can we build that best energy company? So um, I'd say, for example, our, our tree trimming program is, is very different between the two companies because they had more of that urban environment where people, um, the, the, a lot more trees closer to the homes and, and um, that people care about those trees. You know, their grandkids are climbing on them or, or things like that. Um, and in, in the Westar rural territory, it was just a little different. And how do we both take into account the customer's perspective on both of those things, but still make our process consistent across the company since we are one company now? And in my role, so I get to work with a lot of different communicators in a lot of different industries. I've always thought that internal comms and utilities is, is tricky, or at least it seems a lot trickier than some other industries. So what, for those that aren't familiar with the communications role in the utility space, what makes it so complex or, or is it that complex when you're, when you're in it every day like you are? I would say it, it, it is and it isn't. Um, I'm sure many industries could say the same thing, that there are always some things that make, make their jobs tricky. Um, but to begin with, yes, yes, we have a very distributed workforce. We have linemen out in the field uh, turning people's power back on and, and making repairs. We have accountants in the office. We have engineers both inside and outside moving moving along, and they all like to be communicated to differently. Um, they they like to be communicated to differently, and they, they have different work schedules. Uh, they have different thoughts about what they want to hear about. Um, so that that is very tricky, for one. And, and two, a big part of our workforce is retiring. Uh, we're in that baby boom stage, and as new employees are coming in, they want to be communicated to differently than, than some of our um, more tenured employees. So trying to find that balance of, of what can we do that helps us answer that question and answer that thought for both. And, and Current, which is our employee app with Social Chorus, has been that answer. We, we still have the newsletter. We have this app that people can download. Um, it, it's just having those different channels and different ways to communicate with. Um, and then third, I'd just say we, we are a regulated utility. So some things we need to make sure we communicate with our regulators first before we communicate with employees or very much in line with that. So keeping that balance and, and making sure that we're, we're doing what we need to from a legal perspective is obviously very important as well. So, you know, our job as internal communicators is to, to take a shared vision and, and bring these, these groups together, these workforces together, and, and give them our vision and share the thoughts of the company and, and how we need to represent ourselves as one whole. And a few minutes ago in your answer, you mentioned the name of your internal comms platform, which is Current, which I think is a great name, obviously playing off the utility side, but also a nice use of wording when people know they're getting the most up-to-date information. Talk about the content that you've seen that has resonated with most of your employees. You described a very diverse employee base, but are there, are there types of content you see that you know that our employees are absolutely just going to love this? Yeah, our, our employees love to hear about other employees. It can be work-related. It can be personal. 
that content does very, very well and drives people to current to look at the app. And that, that's what we need, drive them there, learn how they, we are the same in so many ways as two neighboring utilities, learn about each other and, and build those relationships. But we see the content about our employees do so, so well. Um, I'd say the, the second piece, and I'm sure this isn't the first time you've heard it, but videos. Uh, we have a videographer on staff, very thankful for him. His name is Rod Brown. He does a video series called Rollin' with Rod. And he goes out to different locations and gets tips on stories, uh, maybe uh, an employee-focused story, maybe it's a new project that's starting. And he is very transparent and um, just relates to folks very, very well and, and gets out there and, and learns that story. And we tell it in a video format. And that's been doing very, very well. And how do you balance, you mentioned the kind of the, the people love to hear the work stories, but also the personal stories about employees. How do you, have you figured out a balance on that? Or is it truly just, it just, they just want to get a great story? Yeah, it's, it's never one for one. We usually have more of that um, need to know story base, um, you know, the, the IT changes and the don't forget to enroll in benefits type things, but definitely mixing in at least one of those people stories within that so that we, we grab their attention and they open that newsletter or they open that push notification and go look at the rest of our content. Um, it, we definitely have to have something along those lines or we lose their attention. Um, a big thing for us too is just keeping our articles short and using what um, my boss likes to call weekend words. So tell a story using that people focus, people first focus, and but tell it like you would tell your grandmother. So that way people understand what you're trying to say and, and what we're trying to accomplish. I, I, I love the, the weekend words uh, advice. I think for some leaders that can be kind of tough to do. Has that resonated with when you've gotten leadership involved in the videos to get them to use more of those weekend words than say the typical corporate speak when it comes to the content you're sharing? Yeah, we have. There's been a lot of buy-in. Sometimes it's hard. You know, you, you're writing a story with an engineer and he lives and breathes the transmission lines every day, uh, helping them kind of pull back and, well, explain it to me this way. Or It's a lot of questions and poking to, to get the right content out of that. But um, people really seem to resonate with it and it, it does really well. And behind all this great content, the great stories, the announcements, things like that, is all this data uh, that you guys are capturing. So has anything surprised you? when you look at uh, the story that the data tells you about how current is doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a data nerd. So I really enjoy looking at that um, and, and trying to see what kind of stories it tells. I would say um, something that was surprising to us was publishing the content in the morning does better. Um, I think that Social Chorus has published something very similar to that and, and told that story. But myself, I, I seem to kind of peter out towards the end of the day and, and try to catch up on some of that reading material towards the end of the day. But it looks like most of our employees like to see the new content first thing in the morning when they get to their desk. So that was very, very surprising to me. Um, another thing I would say was surprising is just that we have a really great retention rate. Employees are coming back and, and looking for new information on a regular basis. And um, we, we thought we would have to be pretty tied to a newsletter um, that gets pushed to to inboxes, but we have a decent amount of employees that are going and looking for it on their own. When it comes to, you mentioned about the the morning uh, viewership, I guess, of current, 
is that something that you guys purposely and intently schedule content throughout the week to show up, you know, to be in, in there. So if people were opening up at, I don't know, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 8 a.m., uh, to make sure that that fresh content is in there then? Yeah, that's something we're working on. We, we thought, you know, and that's what the data is so great for, is we thought it would be better in the afternoons. So for the first couple of years, that's when we were publishing our content. So now that we've seen that shift, we're working toward that more morning, that 7 to 8 a.m. slot of sending those push notifications so employees catch it as they're getting to their desk. Um, it's also very important that 6 to 7 a.m. area as well because our linemen, their shifts start earlier than, than we get into the desk work. So they start a little earlier, especially in the summer when it gets warmer out so that they can get some of their work done when it's nice outside. So really trying to make that shift to that direction. Well, the name of the podcast is Culture, Comms, and Cocktails, and we've talked about some of the culture there at Evergy as well as the communications. Now we get to the fun part around the cocktails. So I'm curious, JC, what is your favorite cocktail? Oh, great question. So we've been talking about how Westar Energy and KCPNL just went through a merger and now we're Evergy and that's a lot like a marriage. Well, in the same same area there, I am getting married in two weeks and we are doing it on the beach in Jamaica and we got to pick a themed drink and um, my fiance and I love a nice cold mojito. So we picked the drink called Mint to Be. Oh, another nice play on words. Well done. Yeah, yep. So uh, I would say my favorite will be a nice cold mojito from now on. It'll be some, some good memories there. Well, that's a great recommendation. And first off, congratulations on that here in a few weeks. Uh, very exciting. Thank you. And, and thanks again for being on Culture Comms and Cocktails. Again, it, it's, it's such a benefit, obviously, to the general comms community, but to anyone listening to hear how successful you guys have been uh, integrating those two cultures, merging them together. I love the marriage analogy, and nice circle loop we did there talking through all that. Uh, also, learning about your employees through content, I think, is something that a lot of communicators in the past have struggled. Like you said, we sort of had to make gut calls based on what we think. Now we know what employees are doing, what their actions, what their behaviors are. And then we know that we're maximizing our time and creativity by getting it to employees exactly when they want it and need it. Exactly. Yep, that's, that's our job. How do we do that? Bring that shared vision together. Well, thank you, JC. Thank you very much, Chuck. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comes and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.